0: You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, right here for the Locked On LSU podcast, brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the world, Order yours at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code On to save 20% off your next order. Finally, it is game week. Again, uh, after an extended layoff, LSU had their regularly scheduled open date after the Auburn loss, and then an unexpected open date last week with the Alabama game being reshuffled. It means the Tigers have not been on the field for the last two weekends, and this weekend they head to Arkansas. The battle for the boot. Tigers have won four straight over Arkansas. They lead the series 41-22-2 all-time. Saturday is scheduled for an 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff in Fayetteville on the SEC Network, and LSU opened as a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Let that sink in. How much times have changed in such a relatively short amount of time LSU was blasting Arkansas a year ago on its way to a national championship. The Hogs had lost 20 consecutive SEC games, had not won a conference game in three years. And now LSU, as we turn the uh, calendar to November, heads up to Fayetteville, an underdog to the Razorbacks. So while LSU has been on a two-week hiatus, Arkansas has played The past two weeks, Uh, this past Saturday on the road in Gainesville, they got blasted 63 to 35. Actually, the game started okay for Arkansas and they had an early lead in the ball game. Uh, But Florida, which has just been an unstoppable machine for much of this season, save their loss to Texas A&M. Florida, a 63-35 winner over Arkansas. The week prior, LSU's regularly scheduled open date, Arkansas went up to Knoxville and beat Tennessee 24 to 13. So this is a different Arkansas squad, which later today on Monday Ed Ogeron will preview the Razorbacks. But this is an Arkansas team right now, uh, which has Felipe Franks, of course, grad transfer from Florida, uh, taking the snaps under center, and you're talking about a a running game that is multifaceted. But Treland Smith is the uh, is the young back who has sort of emerged for Arkansas so far this year. Uh, Traylon Burks is their best wide receiver with 34 catches, five touchdowns, and 508 receiving yards. So this is a uh, an Arkansas offense that's being led right now by Kendall Bryles, the former Baylor offensive coordinator under his father, Art Bryles. But Kendall Bryles is a wide-open spread attack. He probably doesn't have the talent right now, that he needs to really get this thing churning as evidenced by the fact that Arkansas hasn't really been great offensively, um, but they have been a sound, steady team. Their losses are to Georgia, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Florida. The ranked teams on their schedule are their losses. Um, They beat Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. So it's one of those things where when you're looking at the balance of power Arkansas hasn't been able to beat the ranked teams, the elite teams, but they've separated themselves amid, amid the hodgepodge of average in the SEC by beating Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Tennessee. And this is very much a statement game for LSU as far as the balance of power. Uh, coming off back-to-back bye weeks, we certainly expect LSU will have its complement of of players, Uh, to be above the scholarship threshold. Remember, it was two weeks ago that LSU had the COVID outbreak. The majority of it was a result of contact tracing. Uh, The 14-day minimum means sometime early this week you should have your full roster back or everyone out of contact tracing at that point. But is LSU going to be motivated to go to Fayetteville and play this football game? Are they going to be motivated to get up and play an 11 a.m. game in what will likely be a a cool uh, environment Cool, like literally cold environment up in northwest Arkansas against a team that thinks you're its biggest rival and you've beat four consecutive times and you have two programs that feel very different about themselves right now. LSU, which is very much kind of peaking toward the end uh, after a disappointing start to this season, and Arkansas, which continues to improve. So this is one of those games where if you're LSU, you go and prove that you are big brother still. you got to go on the road – and win this football game as an underdog. So, Ed Ogeron will meet with the media today. He'll give a full preview of the Arkansas game, and we fully expect that we'll see either T.J. Finley or Max Johnson starting for the Tigers uh, on Saturday in Fayetteville. We'll have much more of that info later as we move on through. It is Locked on LSU. Glad to have you with us. No matter if you're watching LSU in Arkansas, if you're watching NFL, whenever you need that ice-cold beer to chill, you need ice-cold Coors Light. It was really exciting, man. I have told you, Coors Light has been the, the beer that my, my grandfather is 88 and he's still living. It's it's his favorite beer. It's what he drinks all the time. And last night on Sunday uh, for the Saints game, I had my grandparents over and my parents to watch the game. We threw steaks on the grill. And you better believe that we had ice-cold Coors Light in the fridge and uh, the beer that was literally made to chill, a cold lagered, cold-filtered, cold, cold package. And then you pour it in a cold mug as well, and it's just about the perfect way to polish off a uh, football game or whatever it is you're doing. Coors Light is the one that I choose to unwind. You should as well. When you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And you can get the brand-new Coors Light delivered right to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We continue Locked on LSU, brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar. So, there was some significant news in the SEC this weekend. After South Carolina's most recent loss, the uh, Gamecocks have fired head coach Will Muschamp. So, Muschamp, the Gamecocks, just 2-5 and after the uh, the loss to Ole Miss where they gave up 59 points. Um, Enough was enough. Uh, After a 52-24 loss to LSU, a 48-3 loss to Texas A&M, and then a 59-42 loss to Ole Miss, back-to-back-to-back losses following the home win over Auburn. And Muschamp has been uh, shown the door there in Columbia, South Carolina. The really interesting thing about this is, it was really a question as to whether or not um, Ray Tanner, the athletic director there, like many athletic directors in college football, were going to have the stomach to uh, to to eat buyouts in a COVID year when everybody's revenue is down. And Will Muschamp's buyout was massive. Uh, a report from USA Today earlier this year is that his buyout is in the $15 million range. So you're talking about a, a massive pill to swallow there for your South Carolina on top of a giant budget deficit to begin with. So who is next and what happens to Will Muschamp the obvious question. As it pertains to LSU, many are asking, should LSU be interested in Will Muschamp? I'll put it to you this way. If the one biggest complaint we've heard about Bo Pelini is that it's an, air quotes, you know, antiquated defense from a, a coordinator who had been at LSU more than a decade ago, do you really want the guy who was the coordinator before this current coordinator? You know, Muschamp has a reputation of being a great defensive coach, but let's also be honest about what we're seeing right now at South Carolina. If you're a great defensive coach, are you allowing the type of uh, points that South Carolina is? 52 to LSU, 48 to AM, 59 to Ole Miss. The answer flatly is, is no. They also allowed 38 to Florida and 31 to Tennessee in a season-opening loss. Bottom line is... Will Muschamp, I don't think, is is the answer for LSU. Now, the bigger point, though, I think, is not should LSU add Will Muschamp to the staff. The bigger point here is are we seeing how this is going to play out across college football, where we wondered about the coaching carousel and if it would actually spin or if teams would be more inclined to hold on to their coaches. Of course, this is relevant here with Bo Pelini. If things continue the way they have, does LSU move on and eat a $4.6 million buyout over the next two years for Bo Pelini? Well, already we've seen Tennessee fire its defensive line coach and pay him, Jimmy Brumbaugh, pay him 800 k Now we see this with Will Muschamp, a midseason firing, and Carolina is going to pay him $15 million. Essentially, the appetite that athletic directors had, we wondered if they would have the appetite to take on that type of, of buyout Clearly, we're getting that answer, and I would fully expect that the coaching carousel will spin this off season, this December January, as it always has. Now, guys, to keep an eye on there in South Carolina, um, many are going to mention Hugh Freeze. Many will mention uh, Billy Napier from UL Lafayette, just down the road from where we are. Um, I just think what's what's going to be interesting to watch is the continued uh, evolution in the SEC. If South Carolina goes with an offensive minded player, or offensive-minded coach, rather, it just further underscores what we're seeing in the SEC. Look at Ole Miss. You replace Matt Luke with Lane Kiffin. Mississippi State, you replace Joe Moorhead with Mike Leach. You look at Dan Mullen at Florida. You look at Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. You look at Arkansas. We're talking about who brought in Kendall Bryles as the OC. It's just a fundamental shift in the league with all the hirings to be more offensive in nature. And I think we'll probably see that at South Carolina. And everyone asking the question about Will Champ at LSU, let's not ask that question. Uh, one thing that is always a good answer is Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, the best-tasting protein bar ever. Learn more at BuiltBar.com. If you are health-conscious, if you're trying to lose or maintain weight, Built Bar. You want to lose or maintain weight with an indulgent treat, Built Bar. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. If you're on keto, it's perfect for that. And they got amazing flavors. Find your favorite flavor if it's caramel brownie, cookies and cream, coconut almond, raspberry, orange, double chocolate, salted caramel, 18 different flavors. Find your favorite flavor at BuiltBar.com. You can mix and match. You can get a variety box or you can get a box all of one flavor. Find your favorite flavor at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So we will delve much deeper into LSU Arkansas on uh, tomorrow's episode and and throughout the week. But um, Ed Ogeron meets with the media today, shortly after noon Central Time, to preview this matchup. No doubt, will give us an update on his roster as well and where everything stands. Uh, and we'll get into all that as the week goes along. I, I did want to pass along this as well. Um, there is a, a follow-up report uh, to what USA Today reported several months back involving sexual assault allegations against former LSU running back Darius Geis and other former football players. Um, the allegations from USA Today's report are that the LSU officials had knowledge of these allegations and either ignored them or denied the victim's requests for protection. Uh, USA Today reports uh, that at least nine football players, including Geis, Drake Davis, uh, have been reported to police for sexual misconduct misconduct, uh, during Ed Ogeron's stint from the time he was promoted as the interim coach in 2016 and then, of course, later promoted to the full-time head coach. Uh, LSU, in a statement to USA Today, said, quote, we are unwavering in our commitment to respond promptly to any reports of misconduct to investigate these reports in a manner that is fair and equitable to support victims of sexual assault and to protect the privacy of our student athletes, our students, according to the law, putting an end to sexual assault is an institutional priority. And we are constantly working to achieve that goal. Among the other athletes mentioned in this report, former quarterback, Peter Parrish, uh, grant Delpit Tay Provins, Jacob Phillips, and Zach Sheffer. So, um, I I am going to reserve comment on all of this because we are talking about something that extends beyond the football field into a legal realm, which is very serious. And until we have all the information, I would not feel right commenting, trying to give some opinion on this, where I just am honestly ignorant. I, I don't know the story and, and much more of it. So um, I, I bring it up today just to point out that this is something worth watching on a national scale as it pertains to LSU, the football program, and what may come of it. So we will keep an eye on this if and as this story advances, we'll certainly keep you in the loop on everything that we know. But as of right now, these are allegations. Um, the the players with the allegations have been named Um Victims, circumstances, evidence, etc. All have not been disclosed. So it's very hard uh, to speak beyond that other than to say we live in a society where when you talk about legal matters, you are innocent until proven guilty. So I'll reserve judgment like I think everybody should until we have more information with all this with the understanding that it, this is very significant and serious with respect to these allegations. So We'll keep you posted as we know more. And as this week goes on, LSU does get to turn the page back to football and uh, hopefully get a game Saturday in against Arkansas. We'll be counting you down to it right here on the Locked on LSU podcast brought to you by Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. If you've not done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Locked on LSU, your team every day.